Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, 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 the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure <laughs> it out. So we both work at First Baptist Church in Mount City. Yeah, we do. Now, I did not grow up Baptist. I did. Worked the right way. In a cult. But <laughs> easy, easy. With that we don't being think- said, <laughs> as pastors, fathers, uh, baptism is a pretty important topic. And we, we want to talk about baptism today. We both have had the opportunity uh, to do a lot of different baptisms in our life. And so we, we want to just talk about that, what, what it is and, and why you do it, and uh, maybe some of the tension that exists in, in the practice of baptism. But before we get into but that, first. we both today, you get two for the price of one episode, an idiot story. Idiot story. Jake, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, this one happened here. Uh, so because I have been described as extra in many things that I do... Uh, <laughs> I always wanted to, specifically with the guys, the guys that I baptize, it's always teenage boys. Uh, just, I like to tease. I like to mess around. This is shocking new information. Yeah, shocking new information. So something that I have made a trademark of mine as I baptize is as I'm bringing the, uh, the young guys down to the water, that last six, eight, 12 inches, whatever foot, I tend to slam them, <laughs> slam is a little strong. Well, except for the story to the water, like and it always, I, I try to, there's a sweet spot where the crowd doesn't really notice what's happening, but the guy, his eyes kind of go shock, you know, what's happening. Uh, and <laughs> the they come eyes. up and they come up and, like, and then later they're like, Hey, did you mean to, <laughs> to put me in the water that hard? Uh, yeah. Yeah. just wanted to wash you off you know, extra good, you know, Washing the blood, baby. Wash, yeah. we'll get, <laughs> there need to be some blood coming yeah, out of you. Let's get all the bad way. things about what baptism is now. Um, but this particular time, um, we, we filled the baptistry up and it was probably, there's a line that we, that we filled it to, you mm-hmm. know, for the buoyancy of just, I'm a big guy. My line's probably a little lower than Caleb's because I, I bring the water up a little just bit more. more surface area. More surface area. Um, the Archimedes, is that the guy who just taught <laughs> I, us that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we filled it up pretty high. We get in it. Uh, and at this point, we used the whole stage at our church, there was a lady playing piano right up against the wall where the baptistry is. Mm. And as I, I, I remember the kid, David Striegel, put him in pretty hard. The water. <laughs> That's a little guy too. He's I, not a big guy. I put him in pretty hard. You could ask him about it. The water comes up like, like an amusement, right? Comes up over the glass lip and goes down the back. Uh, and it wasn't like, like sea world or anything, but it was enough to be like, you know, the lady kind of jerked forward. Uh, I won't, I won't m- mention her by name. But how, how much of her clothing was, was wet? Enough to notice. <laughs> Either she was sweating with the Holy Spirit up there playing piano or she got dunked by Jake. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. So since then, conversations were had, leadership got involved. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I try to be a little bit more. Conversations were <laughs> yeah, I try to be a little easier. Uh, Leadership is called. I'm, get, I'm getting to baptize as a male student probably by the time you guys are hearing this. So we'll see. Actually, this should come out just leading up to that Sunday. Yeah, so the 20th. So, so you 
Keep yeah. your eyes open. See see if he takes a harder hit than the girls do. So, mm. All right, so that's so, mine. So, yeah. What's yours? Well, so mine is almost the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Uh, so I'm always a little slowly uh, concerned. I'm not... Uh, I, I never think of myself as small, but one of the things I always am just kind of mindful of is I don't want to go too low, like below that breaking point where then it gets really hard to lift them back up. Uh, so <laughs> no, I, I, I had so many stories in my head of things I've done wrong. So keep going. This is a real issue. So, so, so this one, the water was lower or like we didn't get it up to the level we normally do. And the kid was substantially taller than me. So in, in the baptism, there's just, it's, it's close confined space in, in our church, you're in the baptistry with them. So, and there was like, I think I was doing a bunch that day. I don't know what exactly the situation was, but one of the kids, I, I go to go down and, and I'm worried about what I'm saying too, because you're talking the whole time. I'm never worried about what and, I'm saying. <laughs> and I didn't get him all the way under. You snorkeled him. His nose stayed <laughs> like out. <laughs> and so you, you, you know, the motion did you bring it back up. And I was like, does he know he has a fake baptism? <laughs> What would you do? You, you like go back and, re- and redo it? Like, uh, uh, I have seen that before, but uh, I, I said no. you're good, dude. You're good. <laughs> now, because we teach immersive baptism, that's the only reason we're having an issue with this, right? Right, now. right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, if we were sprinkling. So the kid was worried though that he no, didn't he. Go. Did, I don't even think he. I don't even know if he said anything about it because you know because everyone's just so terrified. Fast. You're in front of people, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, by the way, you recently sent me a video about oh baptism gosh. why don't you tell me about that video <laughs> i don't know sunday what cool. i said to you sunday cool oh yes he was was he doing <laughs> so the so the it's it's a spoof video but the pastor goes and starts baptizing a person and while he's baptizing so he's put him under the water he, he then proceeds to start preaching an entire sermon. <laughs> yes, because this would be something Caleb did. About what baptism is. And you see the hands flailing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, and it's going on a really long time talking about how <laughs> you're dying with Christ. Yes. I just had a baptism conversation with a 10-year-old that we took to kids camp with yeah. her, her parents. And Sean, I brought Sean to school. We had dinner with the family. And we know him well. Mm-hmm. And I was teasing. Because it's my love language. Uh, and I was like, hey, shocking new information. Just be prepared to stand there for 10 or 15 seconds. I'm going to hold you under. And Shauna like, nudges me because the girl's like, her eyes get me. She's like, you can't be sarcastic with, with children. With a 10 year old girl. They, she thinks you're serious. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, so that actually tees up what exactly is baptism? That's great. Um, being Baptist my whole life, taking my Baptist. Uh, history classes. Even in our, I had a preaching class that we practiced baptism on each other. I don't know if mm. you had that. Mm-mm. Super practical. We got in and dunked oh, each other. Really intensely um, practical. Yeah, like all of those things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if someone's bigger, I've baptized some big dudes before. No, I've too. And, uh, yeah, it, it can be it can be a struggle. So baptism for us, and, and I, I want to maybe walk over here. We call it a picture of the saving work of the Holy Spirit and Jesus in our life. Okay. So let me define that a little bit. It in no way, and we're going to say this 10 times because it's important. It in no way saves you. And by we, we talked about salvation just a few weeks ago. Just, you know, refer back to that. We don't have to get into that whole conversation. It in no way saves you. But 
we baptism. You know, we believe just to clarify. Yeah, baptism. baptism in no way saves you. Um, we believe in an immersive baptism. So we take someone and after they have declared their faith, it is a public declaring of this is what I'm about now. I, I am a saved believer in Jesus. And we bring them under the water as a picture of what Jesus did, goes into the grave and bring in, what, what, what do you know about people in water, Caleb? <laughs> they can't breathe, right? So <laughs> it's like the grave. It's death. Like, yeah. <laughs> we like it. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dead. And then we bring them out. Yeah as a picture of Jesus raising from the dead and in what he does for us spiritually. So there's a spiritual, what happens in salvation is we are brought from death mm. to life. And so it's this great picture that is commanded in the scripture. Uh, Jesus's last words to his disciples in the great commission uh, says, Hey, go make disciples, go teach people about me, go make followers, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Um, we see Jesus get baptized, uh, which is just another we'll point. Circle back to that. Circle back to that. So that that's what baptism. It's this. It's this act that we do. The ceremony. There's there's a word for it that I'm missing. Um, we don't do a lot of this, but like it's it's something that we do. We gather a sacrament. together a sacrament. Uh, that is this picture of what Jesus does for us, and we get to then kind of preach the gospel through an action to the people around us in the church. So, is there something you specifically say when you're performing a baptism? Yes, uh, I always start, I'm a traditionally Southern Baptist, you know, upbringing it would be in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I baptize you, if it was Caleb, Caleb, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then as they go down, you're buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in the newness of life. Um, so, yeah, there, I, I, there are I words say, that I say. Uh, uh, <laughs> now I just blanked on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, baptized with him in death. Raised to newness of it's life. It's the exact thing. I it's, just, it's, it's just the, different words. Yeah. yeah. It, the, did it, someone the, say that for you earlier in your life? Like, did you probably, hear that model somewhere? Probably. Yeah. Uh, so go, go back to, so why, why water? Why immersion? What, what is going on there with, with the water in, in, yeah, we, see, we believe in immersion as opposed to sprinkling, sprinkling infant baptism, mm -hmm. even, even things like that. Yeah. We'll get into, um, uh, we'll get into infant. I, we could go back into Baptist history to see that you know, why they started this. Uh, but I think if you just go back in scripture, I, I, one of the things I point out with the conversations is uh, Jesus modeled this for us. And so we do this. So Jesus goes to John the Baptist out in the wilderness who was doing what he called a baptism of repentance. Yep. Uh, and so he was having the people of Israel come out to him and recognizing at the time Israel was wandering far away from God. And saying, hey, we're not doing what we're supposed to do. This is a sign of saying, hey, I'm kind of correcting. I'm repenting. I'm walking the other way. Okay. So, but why water? Did you have something in your head that? Well, so, so why do we do water baptism? Uh, well, so just that that baptism. So what you, you're jumping ahead a little bit, but why Jesus had nothing to repent for? No, no, not at so all. So why is he getting baptized? That's always to say as a point of uh, this doesn't save you. And we know this because Jesus modeled this for us. He lived a perfect life. And when he comes up to John, you, you remember what John says? Like, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I always tell kids, can you imagine uh, if I came to you, like I want to be baptized, or if Pastor Joe came to you and I want to be baptized, what would you say? No. That's such a small version of what John was seeing as the creator of the world comes up and says, hey, I need to be baptized. He's like, no, you need to baptize me. I'm not unfit to untie your shoe. And Jesus says, this is right to fulfill all righteousness. And he gets baptized. So how did getting baptized fulfill righteousness? 
Like I'm, I'm struggling to follow that. To follow, to follow. I mean, it's showing like I'm walking towards God. Like he, because what John was preaching that repentance, that's following of God. That's, so that's what it, Jesus is. Do modeling. you think the baptism in the New Testament church is the same thing as John's baptism, or is it different? It's different. It's okay. different now. What's different about it? Now? Uh, different now is because it's now this picture of what Jesus did for you. Okay. It's this sign of hey, Jesus. Uh, I, I'm fulfilling righteousness by saying I've been saved. I'm following what Jesus has called me to do. Okay. As so many things Jesus is doing, he's kind of flipping the script and he's changing the ways that we're doing things. So. Yeah. One of the words we used to talk about baptism is it's a picture, mm-hmm. right? So say what the picture is uh, again, just as we keep going here. What is it? What exactly are we picturing in baptism? Salvation specifically. Okay. So what is salvation? Salvation like, is. Like how does that, how does the word salvation relate to what we see when we get baptized? And I think this also will clarify why we believe. I in think you need immersion. to leave this because I'm, I'm struggling to get what you're trying okay, to get so, out of here. So, well, uh, in in salvation, we believe that, well, just like Jesus was was crucified, he he came. This this is the way I say it all the time. Jesus came and lived the life we were meant to live. Died the, the yeah yeah then died the death that we deserve to die on the cross, and immediately after that, his body was literally put below the ground. Uh, in a tomb underground. Uh, and this is what I tell kids all the time. We do water because we don't want to actually bury you in the ground. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the the Old Testament has this idea of ritual purification. Uh, that's what John was doing. This ritually purifying yourself, this a, a different aspect of that, but it was the same idea of I am... Uh, purifying myself. And so there was that same tradition. So when we come to the New Testament, they said, okay, the baptism is that. It's this, uh, we already have this symbol in place uh, of water, that we use water to be made pure. So when Jesus died and the New Testament church adopted this symbol to picture what had happened in their heart, they said, oh, just that we've already got this symbol of ritual purification where we go down into the water. We'll do that to picture going down into the grave. And part of our uh, salvation language is dying to the old self, uh, killing the flesh. Uh, you, the old things uh, have gone away. Behold, all things have been made new. You are now a new creation. And so just like Jesus went into the grave and then came back up out of the grave, that's what we do in baptism. So, uh, is it, To be clear again, this is what we're picturing has happened through salvation. Yes. One of the things we do, uh, Pastor Joe started, I don't know if he started this, stole this from somewhere else, but uh, both you and I have continued to adopt this, is that uh, we have, when dealing with a child doing baptism, one of the things we have them do is draw a picture. I do it with teenagers too. Of their favorite thing, whatever it is. And then you ask them, okay, is this picture the same thing as what you're picturing? To draw out that distinction, just because it's a picture doesn't mean it's reality. Yeah, I always ask them, would you rather have the real thing or the picture of the thing? Mm. And they're like, well, the real thing. I said, if you didn't, couldn't have the real thing, would you rather have the picture or nothing at all? That's always how I mm-hmm. walk through that to to emphasize this is not the real thing. This is just a picture of the real thing. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and so then that's raised to new life. That That's mm-hmm. why we bring them back up out of the water to symbolize now I am a new creation. I have been born again. I am... 
well, that's that's Jesus' picture uh, in John chapter three, talking with Nicodemus. Nicodemus, yes. Uh, how can I be born again? Well, how do I enter my mother's womb? If you yeah. spiritually die, you're spiritually raised to new life. But we don't, as a as people, we don't see the spiritual realities. We this is great. I'm not realities. sure that I have tied it in as hard as you tied it in to the Old Testament ritual mm. purification. And I think it's the it's a super clear picture. This is more of the same for them. Yeah. I, I think people at the Pentecost, specifically Jews at the Pentecost, mm-hmm. when they're like, hey, you know, they start baptizing, they start getting into the cisterns and the drinking water. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is this mass, you know, movement. 3,000 some, to I think. Ritual no. purification. Like that, they're like, hey, we know we want to be a part of this. Uh, and I think this is a good segue to this. There's a weight here behind baptism. Yeah. Um, specifically, you and I have talked like um, Caleb has more hesitation than I do to just baptize someone who just got saved. Yes. Explain Explain why. Specifically, I'll say this for Caleb. Yes. Yeah, that, I would say. Let, let me just put that asterisk there. And because you're talking it, that... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're like, you know, that's yeah, y- younger kids, because of how serious I, I th- take salvation, and as one should, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I, we've we've had that conversation. Salvation's a big deal, and it doesn't mean the conversation's over. But uh, for me, well, one of the things we talk about baptism is that it's the first step of obedience, mm-hmm. and in the New Testament, honestly, the paradigm is always uh, they got saved and were baptized. Like it's essentially back to back. Yeah. It's tied together. And Um, families were tied into that a lot of times too. The fathers leading their families into those. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so know that this is not a super clear biblical concept, but there's also not necessarily a ton of examples of kids. There's a lot of examples of adults coming and doing this. And then the, by extension, it talks about households sometimes, but the tension there. And it comes a little bit from my own life. And I'll just share this. I I got saved at a very young age. And I knew that I was guilty before God. I knew I'd done wrong. I knew I needed somebody else to pay the consequence of my sins. Uh, And I knew that Jesus died on the cross to do that so I could experience uh, life with God rather than life in hell. And I was young. I didn't really know what that meant to live that out or to start obeying that new reality. I didn't know what it meant to be a new creation. To, I, I was young. I didn't have a concept of, uh, I, I knew I'd like disobeyed my parents and stuff, but as I got older, I had to decide, okay, the lordship of Christ, embracing Jesus as it's the taking boss. taking on more meaning for you. Yeah. And so it was when that happened that I was like, oh, I have to, die to myself every day yeah, and be raised in Christ's image. And that's what it means to be a Christian is to live like I'm Jesus every day. And so for me, I, I was not, I, I believe I got saved at a young age, but to really start understanding the fullness of that knowledge uh, and to be a part of the community of the church took a while longer. Yeah. And so I got baptized at probably 15 or 16 years yeah. old. And for me, that was a big turning point. It was actually uh, after a time when I was like, oh, I had begun to make some bad choices. And it was like, I, I want, I, that's not the person I want to be. 
I want to be this other person. I want to be a Christ follower. I want people to see Jesus when they see me, not me. Uh, and so I... I well, really, this is making sense. Your personal story here is making sense to what you're leaning on with that ritualistic cleansing, like this idea of like the symbol of purification. Like it meant more to you at that moment because you recognize not... Again, in your life, you recognize the pull that sin had, even as a Christ follower, and you're like, I don't want to be about this. Right. That's yeah. a big deal. That, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, revealing there, Caleb. So it's cool. Well, well, and so with that, it also, for me, helps clarify uh, your, when you get baptized, Yeah. the New Testament speaks of that, how you are now part of the body of Christ. Yes. This and is the where yeah we we wanted to go. So speak speak of that. It's both in our in the big C context and the little yeah, C yeah. context. So you you earlier you spoke about it's a part of obedience mm. being being obeying as a Jesus follower is getting baptized. You know? Right. Uh, and so we say in the same conversation we have now with adults and kids and whoever like a couple things are happening here. Uh, the church is helping you obey God. Baptism is a church thing because they're helping you obey, but you're also helping the church obey God because they're called to do the same thing. And so you're entering entering in traditionally to membership of the church. This is the most traditional way to enter into the membership of the church. What's happening in the Acts there as 3,000 are getting baptized and they're moving into the church. There are a different, couple different ways after, yeah, after you've been baptized. But I always tell, I've been recently, it's more specifically telling students like, hey, uh, you're part of us now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like you now have you've given me permission to speak into your life because you've joined. And now by allowing you to join, being a part of the thing that you're joining, I'm giving you permission to speak into my life. Mm. It's a big deal. And especially if they're 16, because how our bylaws are like, hey, now you're a voting member. Like things are happening. This isn't just a a fun social club we show up to. This has weight to it. Yeah. So in our little C church in Mound City, Kansas, being baptized means you now are a member of our church meaning like voting privileges, uh, but in responsibilities, responsibilities and, and, and we expect you to be contributing to the church in a real honest, but the same thing's true generally in the big C church. When you get baptized, you are now identifying with Christ publicly. You're, you're giving everybody a picture of this and that reciprocal accountability is a huge deal. Uh, I, I speak of, uh, marriage in the same terms a okay. lot. The ceremony of marriage, the people that are invited there, um, whether people realize this or not, what you're doing is asking these people to speak into your life in the future, not just in that moment, because yeah. that moment things are going well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. At the wedding, things are going well. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> At a, yeah. Depends if Bridezilla was there <laughs> yes, or the lazy right. groomsman, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> But hopefully that's, you know, a good moment. But you're saying, hey, I want you to be someone that speaks into my marriage, that holds us up and encourages us. And you're inviting these people into your marriage. The same thing's true in baptism. You are now saying, I am accountable to you and you're accountable to me. We are now one body together. That's this New Testament image of one body. Both little C and big C. I like the, yeah. the global aspect of this as well. Yes. And so that's a big deal. Specifically thinking for a 16-year-old kid saying in, in our small community, 
I want you all to know that I have publicly identified with Christ. We were just talking the other day, and this is something that's difficult for a lot of people in general, but specifically teenagers struggle with this. People that come to church, uh, we talked about this in, in the, yeah. I think the hypocrisy. Oh, that's a future one. To dealing with hypocrisy. People that go to church and then live in a different way elsewhere, whether that's in your job, it's at school, watch, yeah. whatever. Uh, teenagers are specifically yeah. very sensitive to this uh, as they have to live in close confines in a way that the rest of us really don't for the most part. But that's really hard to see somebody that lives one way at church, pretends to be one way, and then doesn't the rest of the way. Well, when you get baptized in a church, you're saying, no, you have the right to call me out on that and, yeah. to, and to say, stop it. <laughs> yeah, like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't be an idiot. You are obligated to live like Christ. You died to yourself. So, And this yeah. is the, the reason church discipline exists. I, I, in the recent weeks, months, really, really since we had a similar conversation uh, about our kids getting baptized, things like that, you know, yeah. probably at the beginning of the summer, I've been kind of shifting this direction a little bit of the weightiness of this. Mm. Uh, because I think growing up, I was like, hey, like, this is what you do. You mm-hmm. get saved, you get baptized. This is a moment. This is a marker. Uh, but I've been starting to communicate. This is as much about what you, what happened to you as about the group that you're joining here. Mm. Like, this has a community aspect to it that we cannot overlook Hmm. uh because i I love one of the things you know i I tell students when they get baptized like hey we're gonna lose our minds for you out here because we're excited about Mm. what god is doing in your life we're gonna clap and cheer and you know we're gonna hug you it's a picture of the the real thing that happened uh yeah it's like saying like hey you're committing your life to jesus Mm-hmm. In the same way I've committed my life to Jesus, let's move forward together. We're you know on Team Jesus for lack of a better <laughs> a better you know, phrase of that. So that's that's really really good. So what, Caleb, what are you going to say to someone who's because we said you don't need to be saved. Like you, this does not save you. You right. do need to be saved. You baptized. do need to be saved. Yep. But baptism doesn't save you. Right. Um, where you're like I, I just I don't want to. Well, I don't, don't want to get baptized. Then that should be a huge sign that you're probably not saved, because God commands that's it. Strong. Well, yeah. yeah. So, so in getting saved, you said, I am dying to myself. Yeah. I no longer live, but it is Christ who lives in me. So <laughs> I no longer do what I want to do. Yeah. I do what he commands me to do. Lordship. Theref- yeah, yeah. You're falling so, under the so lordship of Jesus. if you immediately then say, no, that first thing he tells me to do, It's I a pretty easy do, thing. And it's a... It's an easy in our thing. culture. Yeah, it's a weighty thing, but it's yeah. You don't. We don't ask you Put to give one a foot sermon. in front of the other. Yeah. yeah, we ask you to walk down into a tub, a heated yeah. tub. In our culture, it's super simple. You're not dying for. Yeah, realize in other places, this doing this publicly means that you are now being excommunicated from your community. Yeah, your culture, your previous faith. Sometimes you know, like you might die for it. You legitimately, there's a good chance you die in yeah. in other cultures for this. Uh, in Muslim countries, in communist countries, historically, you mm-hmm. have died for doing this. And it's not, what, what's fascinating is you don't die for getting saved because nobody else sees that. That's the role of baptism is that you're telling other people what has internally happened. So as we think about this, there are probably a lot of people 
in our community and in our world that uh, believe in infant baptism. Now, wh- what is infant baptism and what do you think yeah, about infant, that? Yeah, infant baptism, uh, I mean, I guess I'll, g- I'll give you a simplified version, uh, is this idea that, uh, think about circumcision in the Old Testament. That's how it always helps me understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, as an Israelite, you're being circumcised on the eighth day as a sign of like, we're bringing you into this community. So a lot of times, infant baptism follows that logic in that, hey, um, I know Catholics do this. Um, some mm-hmm. of those traditional uh, things like that do this because they're like, hey, we want to bring you into this community. Uh, now, some fully believe like we're baptizing this baby to kind of protect it as, as it goes along and makes the choice of salvation later mm-hmm. down the road. You know, um, my frustration or, or my hesitancy that is because what you just said, like baptism is this outward showing of this decision you're making to follow under the Lordship of Jesus. Infants aren't making that decision. Mm. Uh, we do something that I think is a better option behind the heart of what's trying to happen in infant baptism, I'm trying to give them some grace here, is that we call baby dedication. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be clear, if we're baptizing babies and saying this is protecting them from hell, we're doing no one a disservice by lying to people. Mm. Yeah. What about, there's a huge movement, Caleb, if you want to talk about infant baptism more, please do. But um, there's yeah, a huge... Let me just say this, because you, you brought up... Uh, uh, circumcision, uh, which is is great, because that that is a really good parallel. Yeah. In in that we want to raise you in this community of believers, but the problem, and, and it's a consistent problem, is that the Old Testament uh, speaks extensively of the circumcision of the heart is what's really significant. I, Isaiah, no, not Isaiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, and probably Isaiah too, maybe Ezekiel. Um. Uh, here, what, what, what's it meaning? So what what it's talking about is that all of Israel did not believe in God. Not all of Israel was saved. Now there's a whole community aspect, but that's what we're raising our kids in, and that I I want I'm raising them in a community where faith is significant. But it still comes down to what is the condition of your heart? Do you believe? And, and Isaiah and Jeremiah talk about the circumcision of the heart. Do you embrace Jesus as Lord? And obviously that was forward looking yeah. uh, in the Old Testament. But, uh, and that's what Paul is picking up in, in Romans and in Galatians is that you as an individual have to believe. Um, and that's why we do dedication because we want to say, hey, we're intentionally raising them in this community of believers. And we mean it. And we mean it, and we want them to know and love Jesus, but still holding out that, well, baptism is a sign of what's happened in your heart already. Therefore, it cannot have taken place as a child, as a, as a baby, I should say. Yeah. Uh, it's a picture of the salvation of Jesus in your life. Yeah. Uh, until that has happened, baptism is not an appropriate thing to happen. Right. So what would you say to someone who's putting too much weight into baptism after mm. the fact? Because there's, there's groups of people that are like, hey, if you get saved in church, go across the road to the pool to get baptized, and you get hit by a truck and die, man, you missed it. Sorry. Yeah, it, again, again, it's a picture. And we have clear, obvious examples in Scripture of people who could not have gotten baptized. Do you know the most obvious example? I think, I'm thinking Stephen, but he would have been at Pentecost. 
Most uh, oh, thief on the cross. Thief on the yeah, cross. Thief on the cross. Yeah. Literal no opportunity. Did not matter. Jesus said, "Today, because of your faith, today you will be with me in paradise." No chance of baptism. And he's one of countless, yeah. literal countless believers who are in heaven. Uh, that did not get baptized. Did not have the opportunity. Did not have. Now, we're not trying to diminish the role of baptism, but it is only a picture. It is, it is not. Yes. And, and so that that's, for me, some of the caution there is because kids in particular are susceptible to thinking an action saves them. And in fact, when I talk with kids at kids camp about salvation, I think uh, maybe said this, the most common thing they tell me of what it means to be saved, what it looks like to be saved is go to church and read their Bible. It's all action oriented. And so with baptism, that gives them another real tangible action that they're like, oh, that's what saved me. And we have to be very clear. That is not what saved you. No way, shape or form. It is not. And so while I think as a growing, maturing Christian, you should definitely get baptized. And if you understand that and you're ready to publicly submit to that and publicly join the church and ask for that accountability, then yes, you should immediately get baptized. If you need a little bit of time to process through that, good. Yeah, everyone's a little different The, the, the yeah. weight, uh, for me, there was a moment of salvation and then years till I was willing to get baptized. For other people, salvation is much more of a process. Uh, your own salvation yeah, I would, story I would call that my story, yeah. is more of that a process versus a moment. So if you got baptized, and maybe you did, did you get baptized right away after the first decision? Right after, Sunday after the VBS that week. When you were scared mm-hmm. into, into some public confession. Com- yeah, a confession that wasn't, my heart had not changed. And so you would almost have had a baptism that was pre-salvation. Yeah, uh, a camp speaker this year said... Uh, wrong side of salvation. Mm. There's a lot of people floating around baptized on the wrong side of salvation. Mm. Uh, that's tough. It, it's, it's a tough place to be because it creates, sometimes creates doubt or creates false hope that baptism has. Right. And uh, I'm very fearful of creating false hope in a kid's life specifically. Right. That's because that's what you're speaking to. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why there's a lot of questions, but before I even I sit down the baptism sheet that we have and I walk through the worksheet, tell me about when you're saved mm-hmm. and I'm looking for exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain flags that kind of red flags that go up like, Ooh, I'm not sure we understand this. Let's take some time. Yeah. Go back and listen to the salvation podcast. If if you have questions more about that, but those markers, um, yeah, the right side of salvation. So did you get baptized again? Yeah. Uh, yet 18. So, okay. uh, literally one of the last things that happened in my home church before I went to college. That's, that's funny. Cause I would actually parallel much yeah. more when I got baptized. And as I think about it, like I would have been saved at 14, 15, but the mm-hmm. fear of that first baptism kind of like the embarrassment, very people pleasing oriented. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, just an event at church where the guy was talking about it and like giving your life to Jesus. And I was like, I've done that. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why am I scared to tell other people that I've done that? Mm-hmm. And so it was a step of obedience for me that I think I already had been doing in my heart, but I wanted to, I wanted to be about it. Mm. That's great. Yeah. So I, I think I want to encourage, there's, there's grown men and women out there who haven't been baptized mm. that not only would it go a long way in your faith story, yeah, but imagine the confidence and the, just the story you would tell other people. That's exactly right. Because that's what it is. It's, it's a, a public confession. Yeah. Of your faith. So it'd be such a cool thing to see. Take a step and publicly confess your faith. Uh, and ask Joe. He won't slam you in the water like I will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 
and I may not get you all the way under. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Joe is definitely going to be the one to do the welfare for you. So, yeah. hey, thanks for joining us. I've enjoyed this conversation, Caleb. Like I, I think I grew a little bit. Yeah. So it's yeah. That's what we're here for. Just hopefully conversations that move us a little bit more closer to Jesus. All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you.